Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Thursday, February 18th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Black Americans have long suffered in society from legalized segregation to police brutality. A visual exhibit at the Griot Museum of Black History in St. Louis explores the continuing trauma. Most of American history is that of people literally being three-fourths of a human and being shackled and being forced to do labor. All this trauma, which becomes generational trauma. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson speaks with Black St. Louis artists who reflect on longstanding pain and how they look for moments of happiness. Federal stimulus money has helped prop up the St. Louis region's economy during the pandemic. St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports many jobs are expected to come back this year, but there's still a long way to go to fully recover. The regional unemployment rate has gone down, which is a good thing. But the problem is there are still 72,000 fewer jobs today than before the pandemic. Chuck Gaskin, a regional economist with the St. Louis Federal Reserve, says that's because many people have given up looking for jobs. In order to get the economy back to sustainable growth, he says public policy officials need to focus on the barriers keeping existing residents from working. Those are things like access to childcare and reliable transportation. It's not like we're going to have a lot of people coming in from the outside to take jobs. We're going to have to find ways to get people that are disconnected from the labor force to join in the labor force to help grow the economy. Gaskin says he's cautiously optimistic about economic growth for the region, especially in the second half of the year. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. A Missouri House committee has passed a plan to forgive federal unemployment overpayments for some Missourians. The measure now heads to the House floor for debate. There is still no consensus on the state portion of unemployment overpayments made during the pandemic. That's about 20 percent of the money. Some lawmakers blame the state and say people should not be forced to pay it back. Illinois' governor wants more money for state agencies that have borne the brunt of the pandemic response. J.B. Pritzker delivered his annual budget framework yesterday. He says the state's focus has been forced to shift to COVID-19. I certainly had no expectation when I became governor that we would spend all of this time battling an invisible enemy together. I had bolder plans for our state budget than what I'm going to present to you today. Pritzker is not pushing for an across-the-board income tax increase or cuts to deal with the budget deficit. He is calling for closing nearly $1 billion in corporate tax loopholes and holding state funding mostly flat next year. Republican lawmakers are rejecting those budget proposals. This month's demolition of the Wood River Power Station's main building is fitting into a larger trend of deindustrialization in the Metro East. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports. The Metro East has a large industrial complex, including the steelworks and refineries in Madison County and the chemical industry around East St. Louis. But it's been waning for decades, says Jeff Manuel, an associate history professor at Southern Illinois University Edwardsville, who studies deindustrialization. He says it can be hard for a community to lose an industrial icon. What's so difficult about heavy industry is you look out at millions of tons of brick and steel and things like that and think, oh, that's going to stay, right? It's, It's so heavy. You can touch it. Manuel says a demolition like the Wood River Power Station can be a visual reminder of the jobs and tax base that were lost. But he says it's also an opportunity for communities to move forward and adapt to the changing economy. 
I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. Black artists use their talents to express the pain of American life, such as segregation, police brutality, seeing friends and family suffer violent deaths, and losing loved ones to COVID-19. Black artists in the St. Louis region this weekend will showcase works that connect grief and joy in a virtual exhibit from the Griot Museum of Black History. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports. Dancer Shante Gavin has experienced overwhelming grief in the past two years. Her sister was murdered. She saw five members of her family and friends die in one month, three from COVID-19. She broke her leg last September. She lost her job a few weeks ago, and doctors recently found a blood clot on her daughter's brain. But Gavin continued to dance. She says her art helps her remain joyful. Black joy is freedom. That's black joy to me. Don't have to worry about being shot up, free to live, love, and have life in abundance as others do. Gavin is one of seven Black artists who will showcase their work at the Griot. Their art is a part of a multimedia installation. Listen, look, a reconciliatory journey through Black grief and joy. Gavin will perform Cool Water, a solo performance that incorporates Egyptian movements. She uses intense arm and body gestures as a way to release stress and encourage happiness. Precious Musa, a graduate student studying poetry at Washington University in St. Louis, is the exhibit's curator. She says it's a way to disrupt the legacy of racism in St. Louis. Most of American history is that of people literally being three-fourths of a human and being shackled and being forced to do labor. All this trauma, which becomes generational trauma. So I'm, that's how I'm thinking about um, Black grief, how these histories and how these violences still very much show up in our everyday. Musa says the artist's work could help Black people in the St. Louis region heal from decades of systemic racism. We can point to the summer of 2020 and the creation of the Black Lives Matter movement as a way to understand that Black people are mourning, (laughs) like, all of the time. According to the Journal of Death and Dying, Black Americans are more likely to suffer from prolonged grief, and that's compounded by the large number of African Americans dying during the coronavirus pandemic. Dr. Kira Banks is a professor of psychology at St. Louis University. She says Black Americans suffer chronic racial trauma that does not allow them to grieve properly. When it comes to grief for Black folks, the reality is that you can potentially get lost in it. It's so deep and historic and profound that sometimes it's scary to feel it because you feel like you could get swallowed up by it. Visual artist Jason Vassar-Elong is still trying to overcome the death by suicide of his best friend in December. It's left him in deep agony. Vassar-Elong says it hurts that his friend went through his trial alone. That has compounded his own grief. He says it's connected to the pain he feels when he thinks about how black Americans are still suffering from police violence and racism after centuries in the U.S. I can't relate to what it's like to pick cotton, but I can relate to what it's like for, for someone to for, to be in, in a closed space like an elevator and no one speak to me, even if I speak first. Vassar Elong poured his pain into his work to help cope with the loss and to regain a sense of happiness. He created Late Autumn, a two-panel painting that expresses gloom and glee through nature. 
Poet Moselle Award writes and practices yoga to stay calm and cheerful in difficult times. They'll recite an original poem, Ancestor, and perform vinyasa and meditative yoga poses. Ward says practicing yoga is a way to heal and connect with ancestors. Grieving, rest, sleep, loving is a revolutionary act that was not always granted to us and that we have to take it back for no one else, for yourself and for the people before you and the people after you. Ward and the other artists hope that their exhibits will show that there is a way out of darkness. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.